is Daf is your bed, and we pick up at the top with the Mishnah. And actually, today we switch away not just from Muktzah concerns of Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel, which have dominated. And last Mishnah we saw we weren't dealing exactly with uh, Muktzah, but um, other types of issues of latitudes that we give people for Yantiv about restoring the uh, shutters and so on, but still in the rabbinic realm. And here we actually turn to a very important mission in terms of biblical aspects of Yom Tov and some of the parameters. So let's take a look. Um, so here's a question. How much latitude do we have to carry on Yantiv? Most people assume that there's basically no prohibition of carrying on Yantiv. Right? Yantiv is much to carry. Um, whereas we find out in this Mishnah that according to Beit Shammai it is not true if you even if you're going to take a minor a minor out carry out a, carry out a child or carry a lulav or carry a sefer Torah in all of these cases you are not allowed to bring you are not allowed to carry why not because even though presumably you're doing mitzvahs at least with the lulav and the sefer Torah and the katan you could imagine right the katan could be a case of similarly if we're in a mitzvah context could be a case of bris milah which is what Rabbeinu Hananel says so you're doing all of these mitzvah things nevertheless you're not allowed I mean what better reason is there than that except that it's not for what purpose what purpose is it not for which is the explicit purpose which you're allowed oh, to do things it's all nefesh it's not done for food so here Beit Shammai says carrying is no different than anything else you're allowed to do it for food you're not allowed to do it not for food. And as we'll see in the Gemara, the Gemara makes sounds like that according to the Big Shaman, not only are you not allowed at some rabbinic level, but if you do it actually, you would get lashes. It would be a biblical violation of Yom Tov that even things like carrying, just like anything else, only for the sake of food. For something that's not food-related, even mitzvah-related, it's not allowed. Beitil allows it. Now, Beitil allows it here for the sake of a mitzvah. What about if it's uh, for other purposes? Right? We know that we tend to carry on Yantiv and we don't have for one minute stop and ask ourselves, one minute, is there a sufficient justification to carry? Is it a mitzvah purpose? Is it a food purpose? No, 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 carrying it's Yantiv, no problem. Okay, so we're going to take a look at the Gemara. But here you have Beit Shammai that says you're not allowed at all, even for these important purposes. And maybe even it would be a, 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 a malacha violation. And Beit Hill says you're allowed, but even Beit Hill, it's not clear how broad the allowance is. Let's take a look at the Gemara. Tani Tana Kamej Rabbi Yitzchak Baravdimi. So Atana taught in front of Rabbi Yitzchak Baravdimi. Atana, somebody who had memorized all of the Mishnayot and the Brightot. So he taught the following Brighta. Hashochit Olat Nedava Biyomtov Loke. If somebody shechs a free will ola, not an obligatory ola that you have to bring on Yantav, like an ola sriya, but a just a, you know, his own voluntary ola on Yantav, you get lashes. Now, if it, the reason it says ola is because, you know, you can't uh, eat from the ola. The ola is fully burnt. Um, it didn't give like another example. I don't know. I didn't just say that you, uh, you know, you shechs it for t- to go to waste. Because like that's not as interesting. That's like Macaulay. Here's a case where you're shechting it for a constructive purpose, except it's not a purpose of eating. So if, what would be the halacha if you did shechita on yantiv, not for the purpose of eating? You shechted a korban, which is an ola, which is going to fully be burnt. And here he says, you get lashes. I don't care that it's shechita. As long as it's not for the purpose of eating, then it's a violation of malacha on yantiv, and you get lashes. Yes? What about the ola regal? So I said, that's why it's ola nidava. It's a free will ola. It's not an obligatory one that's supposed to be brought on Yantav. Okay, so this is what the Tana saw. 
Amalei, so Rabbi said to the Tana, Ta'aralachamani, who told you this? Meaning, who's like the, who's like the source of this teaching? Uh, Beit Shammai. This is a Beit Shammai teaching. Why is it Beit Shammai teaching? The Ami, that they say, Lo Amino, They say implicitly in our Mishnah that we don't say just because carrying is allowed for a purpose, a purpose of food, of eating, it should have, it, that gives it a broader license. That means it's allowed under all contexts. So we see in our mission, it's not true, that even though caring can be allowed for food purposes, it remains forbidden for non-food purposes. So presumably, the same would be true by shechita. Shechita is allowed for food purposes, not for non-food purposes. And we see what it means not allowed is biblically not allowed. If you're not doing it for the sake of eating, I don't care what malachi you're doing, caring, shechita, whatever, you get lashes. That's a big shot my position. The Ebeitilel, if it's Beitilel, here's what we can infer from our Mishnah. Ha'amri, they say in our Mishnah, Mitoshehutrahut Salit Sorech, since caring was allowed for a purpose, for the purpose of eating, it's permitted for any purpose. You can even do it for non-eating. You can do it for a for a Torah. So same through by Shechita. If you can shecht for the purpose of eating, you can shecht for any purpose, even if it's for the purpose of being a korban, not for the purpose of eating. So there's understanding that the debate of Beit Hillel and Shammai is not limited to carrying. It was said in the case of carrying, but is now is a debate which would run through all of the Molochas and Yantav, presumably, I'll get back to that in a minute, where Beit Hillel, where Beit Shammai would say, the only allowance you ever have is if it's directed towards food. And Beit Hillel says, once a Molocha was permitted for food purposes it has a blanket permission now um, let, well let's read a little bit more but I just want to pause for a moment on my statement blanket permission does that really mean blanket permission so in the two, so far the examples that we have seen are all mitzvah related Ola Lula Sefer Torah and Katan is reasonable to assume in this context talking about Prismila which is Rabbi Hananel says altogether which is Rabbi Hananel says so one question is going to be does, is it a blanket permission or only for certain things Okay, but again, ask yourself, is that how we operate when it comes to caring? It's not how we operate. By caring, we just assume it's totally mutter. But that's one question, for what purpose? The other question is, for what malacha are we talking about? Do you mean to tell me that if you could find a malacha that could be used for a food purpose, then it could be, you know, then you have a blanket allowance for it. So, for example, there's a tosis in Shaf that says, there's a Gemara in Shaf that says that if you make cheese, you're chayav mishum boneh. Because you take like milk and it coagulates and it turns to heart, it turns to cheese, it's sort of like constructing something. So Tos says, oh, so according to that, biblically you would be allowed to build a building on Yantav. Because since you can use <laughs> bone to make cheese, and you can build a building really for any purpose. And Tos says, well, okay, but maybe it's Midorabon and it's still Asa. So he actually suggests that biblically you could build a building because of this principle of mitok. Now, that's not nearly so obvious, and that will get us to the other question. Do you apply mitok to any malacha? Or is there something specific about carrying and shechita and the other things we're going to talk about? So those are the two important principles here within Beit Hillel. How much of a tzorich do you need, if any? Is it just a mitzvah, the broader? Can it be used for anything? And number two, what category of malachas will we say this principle by? Okay, two very critical questions about Yantav, which I'll revisit. Right now, I'm just putting them on the table. Yes, sir. I, for, I always have this question. Whenever this concept comes up, I don't understand legally what justifies making that leap. Mitoch? Yeah. Okay, so we'll get to that. You're right. It's a very good question. Where does this whole idea of mitoch come from? Okay, so let's take a look a little bit in the Gemara. And that's also very true. Like, you don't quote a puzzle or anything. You just make this argument. Okay, so let's take a look. Um, so the Gemara says like this. Um, so we're going to get back to all those really important questions. So, 
Maskiswa Rava. So Rava asked, Who tells you this is the debate? It's a debate about a general idea applying to all malachas of Yantav or whatever, possibly a wide range of malachas. If we say, do we say mitoch or not? Who says that's a debate? Maybe it's only a debate about carrying. Maybe it's not about a general question by all malachas. Maybe it's a carrying question. It's a funny phrase, but the way Rashi explains it means, like, sort of like, is there a concept of Erev? Which means, is there a concept of carrying? Is there a prohibition of carrying? What's uh, this? There is a concept of carrying on Shabbos, and therefore the rabbis instituted all of their rabbinic categories of Erev Chatseros and so on. And that we know is true by Shabbos. But maybe, ain't Erev Otsal There's no prohibition of carrying on Yantav, and therefore none of the drabanans of Erev. Again, it's funny why it throws in the word Erev, but the basic idea is, maybe the prohibition of carrying only applies on Shabbos and not on Yantav. And this is not something that you could apply to Shechita, to making fires, to cooking. It's only a limited question of, is there a prohibition of carrying on Yantav? And that's the debate. Kamifuki. Mars Sover, one holds, that there is a prohibition of carrying on Yantav, and therefore the only thing you can carry for is Ochol Nefesh. Only for Ochol Nefesh. That's Beit Shammai's position. Umar Sarah, the other one, Beit Hillel holds, Erevot Salah Shabbos, yet there's a prohibition of carrying on Shabbos. There ain't Erevot Salah Yantav, but there's not a prohibition of carrying on Yantav. Now, why would I make that type of a distinction? Like the verse says, don't carry a load from your house, this is in Yirmiyahu, on the Shabbos day. But Shabbos in, be of low. It's only a Shabbos problem, not a Yantav problem. Now, let's take a minute to, first of all, appreciate this. Number one, what it's saying is, is that, on the one hand, that leads to a blanket allowance. If Beitila would say, fundamentally, there's no prohibition of carrying on Yantav, which is, let's face it, how we tend to think about it, then you could carry for any purpose. You don't need to justify it. There's no prohibition of carrying on Yantav. But what it also means is, you can't apply this to other areas. If you shech the Korban Ola, you violated Yantav. Any other malacha, you need the justification of Ochel Nefesh. It's only by carrying all other malachas are, you need a justification. Okay? So that is one, one point. It's a blanket allowance by carrying, but it doesn't apply to other malachas. Now, let's talk for a minute about why carrying should be different. Okay? So, you know, so if you take a look at Rashi, it tells us develops this even more, but let's just start with Rashi. If you look about 12 lines down in the narrow lines, you see where Rashi said, the lines that starts with the word, Erev mm-hmm. Yeah? So he says, Avadat Iker How do we know you're not allowed to carry on Shabbos? They learned it from the verse where, you know, they made an announcement, we don't want any more donations to the base of Mikdash, and they learned from that that don't bring your donations is where we learn, don't carry and don't bring. So even though we learned that, by Yirmiyo, we learned from the puzzle in Yirmiyo, it's only a Shabbos idea. That's why it's allowed. That's by carrying, it doesn't apply by Yantik. But Shrita is different. Shrita is basically in the category of Malachas. And that was included in the prohibition of don't do any work, which is applied by Yantik as well. Even Basil would say that you don't have any allowance by Shrita. So why is carrying different? What does he say? Not just we have a Pasuk in Yirmiyahu. He suggests something more. Why is carrying different? Shechita is in the category of lotata kol How about carrying? 
Where do we know Karigarn is of the From the Pasuk of Yavir Kobamachana, right? Yeah. No, it's not included in Malacha. Rashi suggests well, like that carrying, well, I don't know if they shrew but it's, he, he suggests yeah. that carrying is not fundamentally in the Pasuk of Lot Hatakom Lacha. Mm-hmm. To learn that carrying is forbidden, we need a special Pasuk, Yavir Kobamachana. Fine, and we learn from Yirmiyah that that's a Shabbos halacha, but fundamentally, caring is not a malacha. Now, this is an idea that Toso says here as well, and says in the beginning of Shabbos, and that we showed him talk about, where they call carrying malacha grua, like a, 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 like a, a lowly malacha. Now, the, what? Deficient. Do you Deficient. Well, yes, yes, but let me say something conceptually about it. Now, why is that? Well, for, first of all, at a conceptual level, carrying is the one malacha that is non-creative. It doesn't make something new. All the other malachas basically make something new. Carrying just takes an object from place A to place B. Okay? So, it's, therefore, it's a malacha grua. Because that's conceptually why it's not the same as the other malachas. And therefore, also, if you look in the Gemaras and Shabbos, you need a lot of verses that they learn to explicitly tell you what the parameters of caring is. Because really, what does it matter? Four Amos and Rishasarab in this direction, that direction. It's just moving something. So they learn a lot of details explicitly from the verses, as opposed to all the other malachas where it's not about the act, as much about the act as it is about you, what you created. It doesn't matter how you create cooked food, frying, roasting, whatever. It's all about the end result. Whereas caring is much more about the act, and it's much a, it's a different category of malacha again, which we shouldn't call malacha grua. And therefore, now that doesn't mean that on Shabbos that if you care on Shabbos, you're not you haven't been mechal Shabbos and you're not chayiv misa. At the end of the day, by Shabbos, it is included in the lamatas Velachos. Although you might know that, like you know, if you read Jeffrey Gurak's you know uh, you know history you know in America, you might be aware you know there was a period not so long ago where people were totally shomer Shabbos except for carrying. You know they would carry their keys. I mean you know they would never think of doing another malacha, but at some psychological level, like it didn't feel as much of a malacha, even though halachically it is. But nevertheless, by Shabbos, fine. It's like it's within Lamatef Malachas, but just barely. So it comes along Yantav, and what we learn is it's really not in, in the primary category of Malacha. And since it's not in that primary category, it's, by, it's only a Halacha by Shabbos, it's not a Halacha by Yantav. So that is an explanation why we would think Yantav carrying would be sort of like totally different. Now I want to say another thing about carrying as well, which is. But in the Pesukim of Yirmiyahu, if you ask, like, why is carrying a problem? Why is it, uh, no, so, you know, so if you think about it, in the world of business, right, um, um, transport is, like, central to what the world of commerce and business is. I mean, you know, the, the transportation industry, the shipping industry, it's all about getting goods from one place to another place. And if you look at the Pesukim in Yirmiyahu, where he talks about how people weren't observing Shabbos, mm-hmm. and you'd go into Yerushalayim, and the stores would be open, and they'd be carrying all of the wheat and all of their stuff into the marketplace. So the idea of, like, bringing all of your goods to the marketplace for sale, that's a major aspect of, you know, sort of the business nature of Shabbos. But business is not the same as malacha, right? Malacha is more about creating something. The world of business, transportation is huge. So what this is saying is, is that like by Shabbos five, it will be included, but not by Yantav. By Yantav it's about malacha and also because since, remember, we just learned a minute ago that actually you can go to the store and quote-unquote, you know, borrow something on Yantav and you'll pay for it afterwards. That actually we give a lot of allowance on Yantav for certain types of quasi-business in order because to procure what you need to cook. 
So therefore, like caring, right? Because look, why should caring be the one thing allowed? Like if I tell you, you can do stuff related to food on Yontev, you think about fire and you think about cooking. You don't think about carrying. But if you think about getting the, 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 the materials that you need, like getting all the stuff into your kitchen, what's the first part of making food? It's going shopping. So that's about carrying. That's about conveyance. Okay? So that's why, in general and conceptually, like, if anybody was shocked to think, like, hey, why do we carry on Yom It's not about eating. So on the one hand it is, because it's about the shopping and the conveyance and the getting of the material. And the other hand is what we're also seeing here is it might even have a more blanket allowance because it is the least of the malachos. And therefore, by Yom Tov, by Shabbos it's included, but by Yom Tov it's not acknowledged as a malacha. And that's the idea here, that there's a blanket allowance. So this is the idea that it's something said about carrying, not about the other malachos, but when it comes to carrying, blanket allowance. Okay? Clear? All right, there's a question. Go. Yeah, it's just an observation that if you, if you take Rashi Excellent. I'm going to get to that. We will get to that as well because we tend to think by Yantav there's no prohibition of caring and there's no prohibition of fire. That's our basic way of thinking about it, right? Not like you need a head there. You need it to be for justified. We basically think, so we're going to get to the issue about fire in a minute. So that's good. We will get back to that. Okay, so let's take a look. Now, I do want to say... Um, um, yeah. Uh, let me just say, I guess, to answer one thing about what Dove said a minute ago before, the other Dove, about where you get this idea of mitoch and where some of this is coming from as well. Like this Gemara, I have to tell you, at a conceptual and also practical level, is like so central to how you think about the malachas of Yantav. Carrying other malachas, mitoch, and so on. So I want to say something about the mitoch. And a, 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 a very significant point that Ramban makes about how you think about what, what the malachas are by Yantav. He says there are two psukim. One pasuk, about how Yatav is different than Shabbos says what can be eaten for any person that you have an allowance to do okay and that's giving you an allowance basically says the malach is forbidden but you have an allowance when you need to do it for the sake of eating and by the way the general explanation is is that by Shabbos the idea of cessation and rest and withdrawal dominates so there's no heter for Ochel Nefesh. By Yantav, the idea of Chag and Simcha dominate, and Simcha has a lot to do with being able to eat and enjoy yourself and so on. So we have an allowance for Asher Yechel Nefesh. That's only one place in the Torah. Everywhere else where it speaks about Yantav, it does not say Asher Yechel Nefesh. But it does say one extra word. When it says, don't do Melacha by Yantav, it says, Komeleches Avodah Lo Ta'asu. Work of labor, don't do. Okay, whereas by Shabbos it says, Lo Ta'aseh Komelecha. And Melechus Avodah is a qualifier. And the Ramban says what that qualifies means work that's about laborious as opposed to the type of work that you do in order to make meals or whatever. And that's not labor. You know, that's a different, quali- the quali- that's a different quality of work because the goal is to eat and because it's more home-based and not out in the field and it's a different type of work. Now, the difference between those, so that's very nice how those are two ways of saying the same thing. But they're not exactly saying the same thing because Achashir Yechelechel Nefesh means Every time I decide, can I do this act or not, on Yantav, I have to say, one minute, is it for the sake of Ochel Nefesh or not? Do I have that justifier? Do I have that Heter? Because is it Ochel Nefesh? If it's Melechet of Odah, 
then let's say I tell you you're allowed to cook because that's not Malecha Savoda. That's, you know, cooking is not Malecha Savoda. What I've basically done is I've excluded cooking from the category of Malechas that are forbidden. Right? Malecha Savoda says certain types of Malechas are laborious Malechas and others are not in the category of laborious. So it's not that every particular act I need to justify is it, is it Ochel Nefesh or not. What I'm saying is what type of a Malecha is it? If it's not a Malecha Savoda, it's Mutter on Yantif. So that allows for a more blanket type of an allowance. So part of this issue of do you say mitoch or not, right, or part of this issue do you need to justify or not, might be like the question of do you focus on the verse of asher nefesh, which means you need a, a just, to justify any particular act, fundamentally everything is asr, or do you say no, fundamentally once it's mutter it goes into the, it's not it's not avoda, and you have a very sort of wide berth of what is allowed. Yes? Actually you could say that the result gives you that definition. Right. There is one place where it doesn't say Malachas Where it says Ahashir. 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 Right. Exactly. I, I meant to, tie, to say that. That's exactly the point that the Ramban makes. It either says don't do any Malachas and then gives you the het there of Ahashir Yechel Nefesh or it just says Malachas Avoda. So presumably it's saying how do you identify what's a Malachas Avoda? It's it's anything that's not that's for the purpose, not for the purpose of ochal nefesh. Exactly, those two are like parallel. Okay, but conceptually they lead to different ways of thinking about what's the nature of the allowance. So what do we have right now? We have a possibility that they some might hope to hold a general idea of mitok that you would apply to other malachas. Whether you'd apply completely across the board or not is questionable. Let me actually also use this as a moment to say the Gemara only suggests mitok by carrying, shechting, um, making a fire, and cooking. It never suggests mitoch like Tosos about building a house because you're able to make cheese. Okay? So even when the Gemara is saying that according to Big Hill you're saying mitoch, presumably it's centered on what we would consider to be the primary malachas that are involved in food, which is fire, cooking, shechting, I mean we don't think of shechting, but yes, and carrying because as I said, shopping is the first part of, of, of food production, right? Conveyance. So the Gemara only suggests mitoch in those malachas that are fundamentally about cooking and therefore maybe fundamentally are in a different category. Okay, so that's one idea. That Beitilo holds of mitoch not limited to carrying. Maybe you don't apply it to all malachas, but not limited to carrying. You could apply it to other similar malachas as well. And then you might still need a justification. It might not be a blanket allowance. Or, Beitilo might hold, it's only a din of, of by, by carrying. Carrying is a malacha grua. That is a blanket allowance. I'm not going to... Other things, maybe, are totally usher if they're not done for the sake of food. So that's the question. Let's take a look. Um, okay. So the Gemara says like this. Maskif le Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef asked on this idea that it's just a carrying issue and it's not something that Beit Hillel would apply elsewhere. If that's true, that there's a complete blanket allowance by carrying, why not debate stones? Since they're not debating stones, they're debating the issue of carrying and whether you can sort of, you know, whether you have this idea of mitoch, but not whether you have a blanket allowance of carrying. Now, what does that mean, debate stones? So Rashi, it's a very strange Rashi, Rashi says, well, if Beit Hillel held there was no prohibition of caring at all on Yantav, fundamentally caring was never said, then you know what else you'd be allowed to do on Yantav? You'd be allowed to move stones. There wouldn't be mukhtsa. 
Why? Because Rashi quotes a Gemara that one of the reasons, there are many reasons given for Muksa, one of the reasons given for Muksa is, is that if we let you move objects around too much, then you're, you're too much handling objects, you'll come to walk out of your house with it. That the whole prohibition of Muksa is related to carrying. So the way Rashi reads the Gemara's question is, it can't be fundamentally, there's no idea of carrying on Yantav. Because then, they still would let you move stones. There wouldn't be a category of Muksa. It must be, there's fundamentally a prohibition of carrying. Then it becomes allowed because of the idea of mitoch. Once it became, so now it's true that now it pretty much is allowed under all circumstances. But since conceptually we start with an idea of carrying, therefore we can also have a category of muktza. That's the way Rashi reads it. Now, that's a little bit funny to throw in muktza and say, why don't you debate stones? What's the easier read of the Gemara? The easy read of the Gemara is, and this is, uh, is look, if Beit Hillel said that in principle there was absolutely no prohibition of carrying, then what should they allow? They shouldn't just allow you to take out your katan and your lulav and your sefer Torah. What should they allow you to do if in principle there was no prohibition of carrying? Stones. Stones! You wouldn't need any justification if you wanted to just carry a stone in Rishul Sarabim, right? You shouldn't need any justification. There's no prohibition of carrying. So if the Gemara says, but they don't say that. They, they, even Beitillo has a case which is somewhat justifiable, right? A katan, a lulav, and so on. So therefore, what you see from that is that Beitillo agrees there is a prohibition of carrying on Yantav, and you need, and you say, Mito, I can do it for cooking, I can do it for other reasons, but other reasons still need to be justified. They still need to be legitimate reasons. It's not like there's no prohibition. So yes, you have an allowance for, for cooking, you have a broader allowance as well. But a broader allowance doesn't mean infinite, doesn't mean no restrictions, it still needs to be justified. One minute, now that's the way Tosus reads. Now that, by the way, I need to say something, because that tends to be the understanding of what the maskan of the Gemara is. Not that there's no prohibition of carrying, the assumption is that, that the maskana is, there is a prohibition of carrying, but Beitillo holds up this principle of mitoch. If that's true, do I need to justify why I'm carrying something on Yantav. According to Rashi, the answer is no. According to Rashi, once you say mitoch, you're back to where you would have been at the beginning. Once you say mitoch, you can do anything. Mitoch allows everything. But Toso says, reading the very reasonable read of the Gemara, no, you need to be able to justify it. You can't carry a stone. That's not in the mitoch category. It still needs to be some type of a tzorah. So how big of a tzorah does it need to be? Well, the most reasonable read would be of the Mishnah that it would need to be a mitzvah tzorah. Because that's all the cases we're talking about. So that's really true. I can only carry on Yantav if I'm doing a mitzvah for the sake of a mitzvah. So look at the last line of Tosos of Hachi Garcina. Where Tosos says like this. He says, he says like this. Um, right, right, three lines from the bottom of Tosfos, middle of the line. He says, Okay, he says like this. Um, well, you know what? Let's do the end of the fourth line. He says, It's true you don't need, according to Beitillo, to be for food, but you need some Sarek of Yantav. A mitzvah would be a Sarek Yantav. Aval, he says, it's not that restrictive. It wouldn't only be a bris mila for a Okay, even though I wanted to just take my kid on a walk on Yantiv and I had to carry him because he wasn't, he was a baby. I wanted to go on a Yantiv walk. It doesn't have to be a mitzvah. That's not the, you don't need that degree of an allowance. Come to you, don't take my child and carry him on a walk. Now, how do you know that the mitoch applies more than mitzvah? Once you read the Gemara this way, that mitoch is not infinite. 
Okay? Because here's the example. The proof is not in different Gemara, but the proof is what people do on Yantav. Just look outdoors. Look what people do on Yantav. He says, the Mesachakim is Kadur. People play basketball, soccer. Go outside. Look what people do on Yantav. They carry. They don't need a mitzvah purpose. Just have fun on Yantav. That's enough. I forgot to echo it to you. Okay? So, therefore, what Tosu says is, it's true. It's not like everything is allowed. You can't carry stones for no purpose. But any type of thing that someone is about having a nice time on Yantav, that's included in the Mitoch category. So, it would be pretty hard to find a carrying that wouldn't be, you know, under this, under this thing. But, you know, it could be, like, if you did something which was exactly against the Yantav idea, like, you know, somebody said, like, I don't know, can you, like, bring over that bookcase that you were promising to give me can you bring it over today you were swept over the bookcase across the Shusarabim so you could say you know what that's not exactly appropriate for Yantav and once it's not appropriate for Yantav maybe it also is considered carrying okay but this is a fascinating idea that in some principled level okay you carrying is still usher on Yantav and you need justification it's an easy threshold to reach but you need justification and without any justification that would be carrying on Yantav. That would be a malach on Yantav. Having, okay. having, having fun is, is a justification. Yeah. Exactly. But it's, not, but it's not that everything is justified. A vanim are not justified. Schlepping your bookcase to your friend is not justified. Okay? So again, three ideas here. Rashi says that, well, A, we could say hotel was never forbidden. But even if you say it was forbidden and then you have mitoch, how big is mitoch? So Rashi says mitoch is totally, is, is infinite. Anything is allowed. Tosos and Rabbi Mechanano say, no, it still needs to be justified. How much do you have to justify it? Rabbi Mechanano says it has to be for tzorach of a mitzvah, which is a very hard criteria to meet. Tosos says, anything that's having fun, any type of legitimate purpose, as long as it's not something that you shouldn't be doing on Yantav. Okay, but anything else is considered enough of a mitzvah to make it allowed. Charlie? Uh, this, is, this bringing up stones uh, is ignoring the explanation of the first mission and the Mesecta that says that Beishamai doesn't believe in Muktzah. Yeah, okay. When, I'm, I'm not going to focus on Rashi's Muktzah. Okay. Yeah. And in the end, we rejected that anyway. Yeah. Right, right, I know. I know. Why does Stones have to be about caring and not about Bonnet? Um, well, it could be about Bonnet, but, but we're not... I, in other words, they're saying... Uh, why can we be... Yeah. In other words, that, uh, the Gemara uh, is saying because we're not allowed to touch stones, it's because of carrying their Oh, you mean why could Muxa be about carrying? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't want to get into Rashi. When we discuss the later, when we get to the later, we'll discuss what the various reasons are for Muxa. Okay, but Rashi is just assuming not just stones, all Muxa mm-hmm. is about handling objects because, and handling objects leads right, to carrying. Right, handling objects leads to building also. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll talk about that later when we get to that discussion. Okay, so let's take a look as the Gemara continues. Okay, so this is the issue. And now the current argument is, it is a general mitoch approach, which A, might demand a certain criteria to be met, criterion to be met, but B, could apply to other things. So it would not just be about caring, could apply to shrita, like we said before, and could, you, and could say, if you shecht an ola, you haven't transgressed. So now let's continue to see how this plays out. Okay? So the Gemara says like this. Um, okay. Um, even Reb Yochanan holds um, that's the debate not about carrying but about a mitoch do we say once you have an allowance for okol nefesh you have a broader allowance as well now how do you know he holds that that it's not limited to carrying 
Tani Tanaka made Rabbi Yochanan, because here's what a Tana taught in front of Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, the achalo. You're really trying to see how many yisurim you could be over at once. Okay, so you cooked gita nasha on yontev with milk, and then you ate it. How many lashes do you get? All of these are. Sometimes the gemara says how many korban chasses you have to bring when it's something you're high of kares. But these are things which are not high of kares, but they are negative prohibitions. So it's how many different sets of lashes will you get? Okay, so so loke chamish chamish. You get five sets of lashes. You cooked a gid. Now, there's no prohibition to cook a gid, except that it also happens to be yantiv. So you cook ah. without a legitimate purpose. Okay? Because you're not allowed to eat a gid, so the cooking was not legitimate. So you're chayyab for cooking on yantiv. The logam yishum ocho gid. You're chayyab for eating a gid on asha, even if it didn't have milk. You get lashes for cooking meat and milk together because this assumes a gid is considered meat, which is debated. And then you ate it. So you get lashes for eating meat and milk. And you get lashes because of havara, because of the fire that you made. Now, before we get to what the response is, Rashi says, it's a very funny Rashi, Rashi says, when he, about the Gemara where you get lashes for cooking, for cooking meat, uh, meat and yeah. milk together, Rashi says, Rashi says, yeah, and you know what? It's us not only to eat meat and milk together, but even to cook it together. How do I know it? Because it starts says three times, once to tell you not to eat, once to tell you not to get a no, once to tell you not to cook. So I read that Rashi and I, I burst out laughing because it was like, how do I know that it's absurd to cook meat and milk? Because three times it says it and one of the three times is to tell you don't cook meat and milk. Every single time it says, but the funny thing is we have so internalized that the prohibition is just not eating that Rashi has to like prove to you that it's even forbidden to cook him. I mean, okay. But anyway. It's, 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 it's got to be hetero by hetero. I don't understand. Why is it about some here if it's this or Anyway, so what, what, what are you talking about? Does Gita not says usher? Do you mean the problem of like anus or chalal Yeah. Okay, so that's a good question about anus or chalal iser. Um, but um, but there, it could be that, you know, there are answers to that. Like, like one case is Vatsa Bechal is also usher Behana. It's not just as opposed to Gita Nasha, which isn't usher Behana, but that's a good question. Like, why do you, why do you, uh, what, what happened to anus or chalal iser? That also comes up a lot by, by, that's by the eating issue, not by the cooking issue. Comes up a lot of are you chayiv, are you chayiv, um, by like, uh, in the case of, let's say, I don't know, a, um, a cheeseburger like from McDonald's because it's already usher because of Nivela so it is also yeah. usher behana by when when what yeah, right? Also, right? no there's not usher, a principle usher behetar, no no, no. The, the paradigmatic case is hetar behetar it doesn't require hetar behetar the only question is anus or chalister so already usher can become usher again yeah. okay let's anyway let's take a look so the Gemara says so now he says this so according to that brighter it sounds like we said before like it sounds like you know, if you cooked and you didn't have a good justifiable reason, you get lashes. Okay? So that's what it sounds like. It's without a justifiable reason, you get lashes. And the same with uh, making a fire. On Yantim. So Amalei, Sir Yochanan said to the Tana, Go teach your Brighta somewhere else, outside. Meaning, this idol hold of this Brighta. Why? You should not have in that making a fire and cooking because in the end, you, don't, you wouldn't get lashes for those. And why not? In Team Salomar Mishnah, if you say that it does belong in there, Beit Shammai, then this Brita would be Beit Shammai. Why would it be Beit Shammai? The army Beit Shammai would say, Lo Amina Mitoch Shuotor Atzalotor, Chutzanami Shalolotor. The same way they say that you don't say Mitoch and you have broader allowance by carrying, 
They also would say that you don't have a broader allowance when it comes to cooking and making a fire. And therefore, they would say you get lashes. But, if it's Beitilel, once they say the carrying, you got a broader allowance because it started with eating for eating purposes, but it became a broader allowance. Here too, by cooking and making a fire, you wouldn't get lashes for making a fire or cooking because you have a broader allowance. So you see that Rabbi Yochanan feels that Beitilo is not just about carrying. Beitilo's idea is a broader idea of mitoch and could be applied to cooking and making a fire. And therefore he says, you wouldn't get lashes because of the principle of mitoch. Now somebody should be yelling at me and saying, Rabbi Linzer, you just gave an example of a guy schlepping stones, according to Tosvos, or schlepping a bookcase, where you wouldn't say that that falls under the mitoch. It's not a legitimate use. So according to Rashi that says mitoch allows everything, fine, everything is allowed here as well. But if you need some justification, how is cooking a zid on the cholov, a justification? How does that fall under mitoch? So take a look at Tosvos. Hachanami. Since in your subjective mindset you were doing it for the sake of eating, even though it was an usher eating, I don't know if you had to maybe not be aware that it was usher. Maybe you were, but nevertheless, maybe anything related to eating, even an usher eating, still falls under this expanded mitoch. So we're starting to see that Tosis' mitoch is getting pretty close to Rashi, since it also includes cooking for eating, even when everything is usher to be cooked and so on. But it's not ad hasel. So let me just end this subject by saying the following things. So we tend to treat carrying as though it's not us at all. Although we also tend to treat something else as though it's not us at all, not just carrying. What else do we treat as not us at all? Like do we really say, do you need to, do, you, do I need to justify doing this or not? What other malacha do we tend to not feel we need to justify if we're going to do our nyantas? Cooking. Cooking and yeah. making a fire. I would say more. Yeah. Like you want to transfer a fire. You don't say, one minute, wait, wait, is there a good, is there a good yeah. justification for this? We start, no, making is your butter, but transferring a fire. Okay, we tend to feel like, oh, it's not us to make a fire on Yantif. There's no issue to make a fire. It's Yantif, right? That's how we feel. Now, as we see in the Gemara, the only malacha you can say categorically was not us, sir, possibly was carrying. Whereas we, you know, we, don't, we say by other things, like making a fire, that there's a broad allowance. So the general assumption is, is that the, that like the, end, the whole sort of thrust of this Gemara as well is that it's about the principle of mitoch. It's not that these things were categorically excluded. There's a principle of mitoch. Mitoch applies not in all of the Lamites Malachos, like Tosos making cheese and building buildings. We see mitoch in the Gemara under what cases? Carrying, shafting, fire, cooking. Okay? And those are things that are all these central things about, about cooking, about making food. And that's exactly where we think we have a pretty broad allowance. Fire, cooking, and carrying, right? So the question that, the question that remains in the posting is, is that, do you need any justification? And I'll give you an example. For example, the Rishami asks the question of, Ne'er Shel Batala. Can you light a candle for no purpose on Yantif? Is that allowed? You need some justification. Okay, and I'll give you an example where this comes up. You'll be surprised a little. But the post can say, you know, how about like lighting candles 
um, on, on Yantiv, on the, um, you know, after it's already Yantiv, because now why is that a problem? Well, let's face it, we have electric lights. You don't really need the candles. Oh, but you're doing it. It's a minute, it's a mitzvah. Okay, well, how about, this is what they ask, how about if you're making a dollar between um, 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 Shabbat going into Yantiv and you make a nair, and the idea of having two, fl- two, two flames like a, 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 you know, as opposed to a single flame, is really just a minute. It's not a nikar halacha. So are you really allowed to light both flames because it's really like, you know, not technically needed? You know, and, and it's, oh, but it's a minute, that's enough of a justification. But is, do you need any justification or is it completely blanket allowed? How broad does mitoch go? So psychologically, we think mitoch allows everything. But there's an interesting lingering question of do you need some degree of justification? And I want to end by saying the point that Dove said, which is that maybe the reason we tend to focus on tearing and fire is the same way carrying is singled out as not a real malacha. Fire, on the one hand, could be a paradigmatic malacha. What's a bigger malacha than fire? Right? The whole way we end Shabbos, like fire is all about creativity and so on. But fire is also the one, another case of a, of a malacha that's mentioned in the Torah. And there's an opinion in the Gemara that making a fire is not one of the Lamedes malachas. And you're not Chayat Misa. Havara Lulav so it is interesting that the two cases which we think we have a almost, you know, pretty much like a categorical allowance might be that they're at the edges of the Lama Test Malachas. But the real way the Gemara seems to conceptualize it is this principle of mitoch, and it's left with the question of how broad is mitoch? Do you need any justification for doing things? But again, the level of justification is very, very low, so it's almost always possible to, to reach it. Remind us okay. from the lesson of the Torah how you know that something is karate uh, or a lot. Well, every time it says low, it's a lot. Right. And kares, it's, so, kares are of misa. So by Shabbos, it's mechalev mosimah. So that puts it... That's explicitly. Yeah, yeah. There's no, yeah you, don't, you, you don't infer kares. Okay. So now we go on to... So that, as I said, was like such a central sugya conceptually and practically about how malachas different, how other is different than Shabbos and which, what allowances you have and what malachas are allowed. But isn't it true that yes. even with everything you've just said, nothing is as radical as this little Tosfot. In other words, it's in his mind. Like yeah. If it's in your mind, right. it's a simcha for you. Well, Rashi is more radical. Rashi basically says you don't need to justify it at all. Even right. in your mind. Yeah. It, it, mitoch means there's no need to justify it anymore. But so says you need to justify it, but almost anything will qualify as a legitimate justification. Right. Now, it could be because it's about eating, right? And the eating is what makes it, it, it is what gives it that Hester idea. Okay, anyway. Now we get back to Durabonans. Okay? Um, just so funny how we shift gears. Bikshami Omid. You cannot deliver kala or hand, even if the Kohen shows up at your door. Kala or the gift. The gift is when you shecht an animal, you give the zor lechayayin the keva, right? The, uh, the 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 arm and the cheek and the ma and the uh, the the, the maw, You give it to you give it to a Kohen. Okay. Now, the point is, you're allowed to anyant of shecht. We've been talking about that. You're allowed to make fresh bread. That was the dot that Charlie did. That, and once we're allowing you to make fresh bread, what do you have to do in order to eat the bread? You have to separate challah. So we allow you to take challah. If we're allowing you to shecht, we allow you to separate off the matanot. Not like, you, it's not like the animal is traced before you separate it off the matanot. But practically, you don't want to start eating without setting them aside or else they'll get mixed up and you'll come to steal from the Kohen. So we allow you to make fresh bread into shecht and we allow you to separate off the challah, separate off the matanot. Do we allow you to now give those to the Kohen? Okay? Maybe that you'll have to wait till after Yantav. 
and let's and the reason that you we should not want you to do it as we're going to see in the Gemara is because if you start giving the Kohen the gift then you'll come to give the Kohen the most common gift which is Truma and Truma you're not allowed to separate on Yom so it's all like don't give the Kohen Chal and Matanot even though you separated them off because you'll come to give him Truma as you come to give him Truma you'll come to separate Truma so it seems like a big zerali zera, but that's the issue. Okay, the shamayomim emolichin chalim matanos according to Yom Tov. Bein shehornu me'emesh, whether you separated off the chal and the gifts the night before, before it was Yom Tov. Bein shehornu me'yom, whether they were separated on Yom Tov. You might think that if you did the on Yom Tov and you had an allowance to do it on Yom Tov and you couldn't have done it last night because you only made the chal today, maybe once you were allowed to do it and you had no other option, you're allowed to give it to the chal. No, you can't give it to the chal under other circumstances. Well, Beitil and Matir and Beitil allows presumably under both circumstances. Either if you sh- did it today, where you ne- had no other choice, and maybe even if you did separated it off yesterday, <coughs> you're still allowed to deliver it to the Kohen today. Amal and Beit Shammai, so Beit Shammai said to Beitil, Zerah Shava, look, let's make an analogy. Now, Zerah Shava normally means a technical way of linking a similar word in one verse to another and learning out halachot. But scholars have said, Rabbi says this is a derivative use of the word Zerah which just means let's compare the two cases. But scholars have said the opposite. This yes, is the original use of Zerah Shava. started by saying, look, let's compare, let's, you know, let's, let's compare the two cases. And once it became an issue of let's, you know, let's line the two cases up and compare them, it became later to be used to mean just the technical existence, the same word in the same, in different verses allows you to learn halakha. But here it's not even about verses, it's about two derabbanandits. But they come and says, let's compare them. They were shovel. Let's make let's compare the two cases. Chalu matanot matanala kohen. The chalu, the gifts from the animal, are a gift to the kohen. The truma matanala kohen. The truma is a gift to the kohen. The same way you'll concede that you can't deliver truma to the kohen, even if we're separated before Yantiv, you can't deliver these gifts to the kohen. Amur and Beitila, Beitil said that's love, not true. Ima marchim betruma, she'eno zakai baharamata. Truma you can't deliver to the coin because you're not mer- you don't mer- you don't have the right to take Truma Nyantiv. So you don't deliver it because if you deliver it you'll come to start separating Truma Nyantiv. But these things you're allowed to separate them on Yantiv, Chala and the and the uh, gifts of the animal. And therefore, if you're allowed to separate them, we're also going to allow you to give them. A, it's just completing the process, and B, um, if, if even if giving, even if it leads to separating, separating isn't a problem. Let's take a look at the Gemara. We're assuming when, Shah, when the Mishnah says whether it was from yesterday or today, it means whether it, means whether it was you know um, shechted today and separated today or shechted yesterday and separated yesterday. We'll see as we continue why it will matter. The basic point being that if it was shechted today it's a, more of a reason to allow it because, or if the bed, bread was break today because you had no opportunity to do it before as opposed to a scenario where the bread was baked yesterday and the end was shechted yesterday but you only separated it off today then at least if you were more on top of things you could have taken care of all of this yesterday okay but we're assuming that the mission is talking about even if everything was done today Rik Shammai still says that it's forbidden let's take a look Mani Masnisa Lo Reb Yossi, Lo Reb Yehuda, Elachem. Who is our Mishnah going like? Not Reb Yossi and not Reb Yehuda, but others. What does that mean? So now we're going to quote a Brayta that says three different versions of this debate of Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel. We're going to try to figure out which one corresponds to our Mishnah. 
the tiny tiny brisa. I'm Reb Yehuda. Says Reb Yehuda. Lo nechlekhu beit shami beitola matanot shehormer me'erv yom tov shemalichum ima matanot shehormer mehayom b'shenishchetu mehayom. So here's what he says: If you actually shechted the animal today or baked the bread today, everybody agrees. Since you had no choice, no opportunity to do it yesterday, everybody agrees you could deliver it today. Not only does Beit Shammai agree you could deliver it today if you shechted it today, but once you're delivering this bread and these gifts, you can bundle in with it stuff that had been waiting from yesterday. Okay? So that actually, Beit Shammai will allow you those cases to bundle it together and starting with the stuff that was done today, that's okay. Okay? That everybody agrees to. The only issue is yesterday's stuff and to do it by themselves. That you can't do it. And this is what Beit Shammai would say to Beit Shammai. Look, the chala and the gifts are a gift and the truma is a gift. So, the same way you can't say, you can't give this. Give it. By, by, by itself. By itself. No, Truma you can't give by itself because you have no no allowance to take Truma. These you're allowed to take on Yantav and therefore even though you could have done it before Yantav you can still deliver it on Yantav. Okay, so according to him what we get is that Bishama concedes you can deliver the stuff that was shechted today and he even concedes that you can bundle it together. That's one version. Okay, that's Reb Yehuda. I'm Reb Yosi. Said Reb Yosi. Well, Nechlugu Beit Shammai Beit Tila Amatanot Shemalichim. Beit Shammai agree that you can deliver the gift, even the stuff presumably that was from before Yantiv. Even Beit Shammai will let you do that. Lo Nechlugu El Alatruma. What they're debating is whether you can even give Truma. That that Beit Shammai agrees you can give all this stuff. The question is, can you even give Truma? And even that Beit Tila will allow. Okay, so Lo Nechlugu El Alatruma. Um, you can't give truma for obvious reasons uh, meaning deliver it you can and, and it was Beit Hillel that made the comparison now that you everybody concedes these other gifts they're going to try to argue on the strength of that to truma the, you know, these are all gifts to the Kohen the same way you Beit Shammai can see that you can give the Chala and the uh, parts of the animal you should see that you can give Truma Beit Shammai said back I don't know it's not a good comparison by the other things you can give to the Kohen because you're allowed to separate them but the truma you cannot give. So according to this version, we, they're only debating truma. Now clearly this version is not the author of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah has everybody agrees you cannot give truma and they're debating the other stuff. But, but you according to that would say you can even separate not, out? No, no. no. already been taken. Taken and then you can give it. It's only about, it's only about it's handing delivery. it over. It's not about delivering it. Others say, okay, which is what we've been assuming. Everybody agrees you can't give truma. Um, and they debate the gifts. says, you cannot deliver them. You can deliver them. Now, how is that different than the first position? Because the first position had Beit Shammai saying you can bundle them up, okay? And also the first position had Beit Shammai conceding that you can give gifts that were shechted today if the animal was shechted today or the bed was bread was baked today. This sounds like Beit Shammai doesn't concede anything, okay? So the question is, which one is our Mishnah? The first one or the last one? So 
So since in our Mishnah it sounds like Beit Shammai says, I don't care whether it was yesterday or today, sounds like our Mishnah is a cheren. Yeah. Beit Shammai doesn't concede anything. So let's take a look at the Gemara. So, Lema, so the Gemara says like this. So, Lema Acherim, he below Reb Yehuda. It sounds like our Mishnah is Acherim, because Beit Shammai doesn't concede anything, and not Reb Yehuda that has Beit Shammai conceding in the case when it was shechted today or baked today. So, Amar Rava says, Rabbi, no. Niktani, our Mishnah doesn't say, Shehurmu Meyam, Nishchetu Meyam. doesn't say we're talking about a case when it was shechted today or baked today. Shehurmu Ktani, it says we're talking about a case when it was separated today. That's where Beit Shammai doesn't concede. But the case would be where it was shechted yesterday. So that could be the case of our Mishnah. Our Mishnah might have Beit Shammai not conceding because we're not talking about shechted today or baked today. It was shechted or baked yesterday. It was separated today or yesterday. Maybe it was separated today, but it was shechted yesterday. But it could be, according to our Mishnah, that Beit Shammai would say that if it is shechted today, it is allowed, and that's the position of Rebbe Yehuda. Okay, so the Gemara says... Um, uh, so we're right. Uh, so Okay, if that's the case of the Mishnah that it was shechted yesterday, and therefore Beit Shammai would concede if it was shechted today that it's okay, then maybe we'll say the opposite. Our Mishnah is just Reb Yehuda, not Acherim. No, Acherim. Even our, even the Acherim, the last position, could say that Beit Shammai would concede when it was shechted today. Even the last position would say that Beit Shammai only argues when it was shechted yesterday. Shechted today, Beit Shammai would agree. So now we're saying that the last position, when it says Beit Shammai doesn't concede, would still, con- would still say they concede when it was shechted today. So that's just like Rebbe Huda, who says Beit Shammai would concede when it was shechted today. What's the difference? So the Gemara says, Reb Yehuda. Isn't that now you're saying the same as Reb Yehuda? No, The debate would be this idea of making it secondary, of bundling it up. Okay? So they, everybody might say that Beit Shammai agrees it was shechted today, it's okay. But Reb Yehuda goes one step further to say they would not only say that's okay, they would even say that once you're giving the stuff that was shechted today, you can bundle up with it the stuff that you know, was shechted already yesterday. Okay, so what we basically have said is, it's not clear what cases Beit Shammai concedes, but the Gemara is mo- maybe nothing, maybe everything except Truma. The Gemara is moving to this position that maybe Beit Shammai may- will concede about things that are freshly baked today and shechted today, argue just when it was t- done yesterday. Let's take a look at one more line of the Gemara to get to some sense of closure. Amar Rebbe Yudam Shmuel, Halacha, to Rebbe Yossi. Bet you weren't expecting that. Yeah. We rule like Rebbe Yossi says that everybody agrees that all of the Matanas are okay and the only debate is about the Truma. So that according to this, according to Beit Hillel, you could even deliver Truma on Yantav. You just can't separate it. And let's read one case. Tuvi Braid Rebbe Nechemia, so Tuvi the son of Rebbe Nechemia, Havale Garva de Chamra, he had like a uh, flask of wine to Truma, which was Truma, and he wanted to give it to the Kohen. It was the Yantav. He had separated it before. He wanted to give it today. Also, the coming to Rav Yosef, he came to Rav Yosef. Amalo, ma'ulam tuye l'kohen ha'idna. Could I give this to the Kohen today? It's stuff I had laying over in my house. You know, it's from a week before. But can I give it to the Kohen today? Amalo, he said to him, hachi amar v'yomashmol, halachak Rav Yosef. Yes, we rule like Rav Yosef. Go ahead, give it to the Kohen today. Beitil and Beitshamai can both agree you can give matanos. They're only debating truma. And even though you can't separate truma, we wind up ruling like Beitil that you can deliver truma on Yosef. Okay.